Hello, people. Welcome to episode 15 of the Win in Yorkshire podcast. Thanks very much for joining me. My name's Lucio. I've had some great messages about previous episodes um, with Luke, Adam and Lewis from Press Tomiko. So thank you very much to everybody that's been in touch about that. I'm glad, I'm glad so many people have enjoyed it. They were genuinely lovely guys and an absolutely fantastic band. Over the last week, I've been revisiting... Um, their debut album, which I hadn't listened to for a little while, um, Good Intent. It's absolutely cracking. So if you haven't listened to that, then go check out their album. If you haven't listened to the conversation, then please go and check that out as well. Um, very nice guys, like I say. Before I get on to this week's episode and some more information on that, I wanted to give a mention to the work of a previous guest and a Yorkshire-based company, Audio Architect Apparel. Now, back in episode four, I had a chat with Dave Swallow, the creator, curator of this company. Um, I got an insight into his work as a sound engineer and how all this company came to be. Um, Since then, we've stayed in touch. And it's a company that not only has great designs, in, in my opinion, but the materials for the garments are also ethically sourced. And I felt it deserves a mention. So, yeah, please go and check them out. It's sound designs from a truly unique voice. Audio Architect Apparel is intelligent fashion for people who make waves. Amplify your image, Audio Architect Apparel. Um, You can also visit the web store and view all of their garments. And then when you make a purchase, use When in Yorkshire 10, which is all one word and the digits one zero, and you get 10% off. So this week's guest is Toby Duncan from UK punk rock band Trashboat. I kind of stole that off, I think, Wikipedia. I don't... I'm not 100% sure how to how to class them, um, but they definitely fit within that sort of punk rock genre loosely. Um, but absolutely great band. Um, and I met with Toby at the O2 Academy in Leeds ahead of Trash Boat's gig supporting While She Sleeps, um, another great band. Now, I came across Trash Boat... A few years ago, I hadn't heard of them, and then a friend of mine was putting on a gig in a practice room. It was an incredibly intimate gig. Um, there was probably, I think I think we managed to squash about 60 people into a practice room, into Iger practice room in, in Leeds, and uh, Trash Boat came and played it. And the intensity of that gig was insane. I mean, it was going to be anyway because, it, because of the small, confined space, but... They generally had something quite special at that point. And, I, you know, I didn't know any of the songs. Um, I didn't know any of the lyrics. There were a lot of people there who did, but just the intensity of the band kind of won me over, to be perfectly honest. And we had a lovely chat. Toby was a was a great guy. We had a, a chat over a cup of Yorkshire tea. Um, we speak about Trash Boat covering quite a lot of miles in relatively few years. They've played some huge gigs I think he briefly mentions uh, the fact that they they played something like 60 days with with Newfound Glory in America, which is absolutely insane. Um, We speak about his introduction to music and his his very pragmatic way of of telling his parents that he was going to go and make a career out of music instead of going to uni. Um, Yeah, he was was a nice guy. We spoke about his other experiences traveling the world. And I'm not going to give away any more information. So, yeah, here it is. 
This is episode 15 of the One in Yorkshire podcast. I'm here with Toby Duncan. We're here at the O2 Academy in Leeds. How are you doing, man? We are. We are indeed. And you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop right there because I, I, I had a brew on the go and it just needs a dash of milk. Ooh, I'll be back in can't let it no more brew. than five seconds. <laughs> you know, you might be yeah. Just start the interview from back here. I'll just speak up. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're on a, a big, big tour at the moment. You've been all over the place, man. Um, just for listeners, uh, if you're listening well, well in the future, um, we are at the very end of February in 2019. And trash—it it certainly is. The and uh, trash boat have been on a mammoth tour with while she sleeps. It has been incredible. This is the second to last day. Excellent. So Nearly. How are you, feeling? you know what? Really good. I think this is the most uh, fresh and just, just the tour. You know, touch wood has gone very smoothly. There haven't been any major hiccups. Uh, no major illnesses or anything like that, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, that's the key thing. Um, I, I don't feel haggard. Like, I, I feel like the tour's coming to its natural conclusion rather than I'm begging it to end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, no, that's I good mean. to hear. So, people are in for a good show tonight, then? I think tonight is going to be special. Excellent. For sure. Cool. Uh, hopefully, people will be able to tell by the time this comes out. We'll, uh, we'll have the reviews. So, um, I want to dive uh, sort of a bit into your past. Um and pretty much as far back as we can go in terms of your experiences with music. Back to the womb. Indeed. What did well, my mum yeah. listen to? There we go. Do you know? <laughs> Barbara Streisand, probably. She's got loads of Barbara Streisand vinyl. Um, Bruce Springsteen. Nice. Like ABBA. That's about it. Cool. Is there anything that you remember, like what was the first thing you remember hearing? The first song I think that I like, you know, this this is when I was maybe five, six years old, something like that. I became obsessed with uh, I can't I don't know what the name of the song is, but it's that share song that's like, "Do you believe in life after love?" Do you? Believe yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would just apparently there was like a cassette of that, and I just used to put it on all the time. Uh, and also uh, as well I don't know whether this was before or after but there was that um, blue debody yeah, yeah. that and that share song <laughs> those two so big on the vocoders yeah, then. those were my first two just listening to it over and over until my yeah. parents literally tell me to stop excellent and that, that is that is the earliest memory of something well like that. I think that clarifies everything for everybody that's listening hell it's yeah a, man a key root of the trash belt <laughs> trash Shh, boat sound I mean, and you know the... I must have just been woke as fuck back in the day because <laughs> Cher was the original musical feminist so absolutely five, five year old me was just ahead of the time you know absolutely um, what was uh, do, you, do you have like a memory of being in the car and like what what people were listening to in the car so not necessarily your choice Oh, yeah. what you were surrounded by my brother who is 15 maybe 16 years older than me so obviously when I was a kid he yeah. used to um, pick me up drive me around he had a cassette of uh, Smack My Bitch Up by The Prodigy, Prodigy which I think that was the, uh, and then I, I went and bought Fat of the Land the album I think Fat of the Land was the first CD I ever purchased with my own money nice um but I mean, I, I got Count Your Blessings before that, but my mum bought that for me. <laughs> cool. Well, it's um, a good choice, good first yeah, choice yeah, yeah, for your got, first purchase. Yeah, that, that, nice. the, my, the first CD I ever got was Count Your Blessings with my mum bought it for me. The first one I bought with my own money was, was Fat of the Land. 
um, and my brother he always used to play Fat of the Lamb uh, smack my bitch up because I'd ask him to yeah um, and then he used to just play a bunch of Metallica he had a Ride the Lightning cassette uh, and he had a load of Rage Against the Machine uh, he even bought the CD of The Poison by Bullet For My Valentine and yeah. he, he, he would never admit to listening to that but I remember he once said um, that and it, I must have been about 10, 11 at this point or whenever that came out I don't even know um, he put on Suffocating Under Words of Sorrow and he said let's have a a reason to remember why we play guitar because he loved that riff so much and I bet you if I played him that album again he'd be like nah, I never liked Bullet For My Valentine <laughs> yeah. nah, but he, I remember that it's like a weird vivid memory yeah nice so he sounds like he was quite a big influence musically for you absolutely yeah he um, al- he always played guitar and I always just thought he was the coolest motherfucker in the world because he played guitar uh, and he made me want to play guitar and I, I ended up playing drums first but realised I right. had no rhythm and ended up just playing guitar because I was like I just want to be like him nice nice yeah I guess no rhythm is an issue for drummers no, I mean <laughs> I, say, I say no rhythm no rhythm means I tried it for a year, wasn't awesome at it within a year, and then gave up because I was twelve. Yeah, fair. Um, and then just played guitar and just and stuck with that and gradually it's got a bit better. more portable, yeah, and accessible guitar. Man. I wish I'd stuck with drums because it's a great instrument, but I just I just didn't. <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Um, do you remember like your first gig then that you went to? That I went to see. Yeah, yeah. Literally your first exposure to live music. Uh, so I went to a bunch of like crappy, and I don't mean crappy in a derogatory way. I mean crappy in just like small, dingy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like pub DIY shows, DIY shows, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, like your demise, like two thousand six, one step down, some Saint Albans hardcore shows. Yeah, uh, but my first gig where it was you know real and like a real venue and blah 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 was four years strong, two thousand and seven. Give it a name tour. I think it was with Mayday Parade, right? Um, somewhere in London, uh, and I was convinced I didn't listen to that type of music really all I listened to was death metal and some dubstep and then my friends at the time were like yo you, you have to come and see this band four years strong you have to they're so sick and they were playing me like <laughs> abandoned ship or abandon all hope and I was like yeah, yeah I mean it's a bit it's got a lot of singing in it I don't really like it it's not really heavy um, and then I ended up uh, going and I had a great time and then that's another thing like years down the line all those friends that were like begging me to go to that show because they, they I just had to see it they ended up listening to like Foles and Arctic Monkeys and becoming sort of indie yeah. kids uh, and would not admit out loud that they ever convinced me to go to a four year strong show <laughs> no no way uh, or at least at the time back then I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen some of them in, in quite a long time but it's quite funny that they ended up taking the piss out of me for being a bit of an emo for listening to that kind of music it's like you took me yeah. to my first show guys come on <laughs> but thank you yeah absolutely yeah, thank you gave you your induction <laughs> nice absolutely so you um, you grew up around St Albans is that right no um, ah. not yeah near like half an okay. hour half an hour 40 minutes away I grew up in Chesham right okay, yeah, yeah. is zone 9 of London so technically I live in London fuck yeah, you yeah. <laughs> but I absolutely do not live in London I live in the, I live in the countryside outside of London but it it's zone 9 on the metropolitan yeah, line yeah. so it's, it, if you want to get really really technical I live in London but I, I don't live in no, London no, I live I like live. a 40 minute train ride outside of London I have a similar sort of thing. I, I um, till I was twelve, I lived in Borehamwood, mm. 
and mm. that that suffers from a similar sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, check the BBC studios that they've got there as well, and all of a sudden. It, so you lived in like Bucks, Hearts, Beds, Brickhouse. Yeah, yeah, through there. to uh, through to being twelve, and then uh, my dad got a job in Whitby, mm. so northeast coast, and we moved up here, and I've been here ever since. Love it. <clears throat> um, so yeah, what was the scene around? You know, what sort of scene was it that you were involved in? I guess that. Um, well, I mean, there was St Albans had a banging scene mm. um, Your Demise Enter Shikari um, I mean Lower Than Atlantis from, from Watford but they, they yes. played a lot of shows in sort of Hamilton St Albans area um, One Step Down there was a really thriving scene when I was a teenager uh, and I don't know I just I just really enjoyed the energy and how hectic it was and how sweaty and stupid everyone got at the shows yeah. and um, even there was a venue in a place called Amersham uh, called Ultimate Solution. It was like a youth club. Right. To, we used to go there and like drink in the woods when we were 14 and just be stupid. And architects played there. Nice. Before. Yeah, yeah. Way man, like it was with Shell Shock, You Have Me at Hello, <laughs> and like a local band. And obviously, you know, back then, yeah. they'd just come out from Brighton to just play a show, <laughs> I guess. But it was mad. Yeah, yeah. Now like, they've just headlined mad. Wembley. Yeah. Like fucking crazy. Just thinking back on it, it's like, well, <laughs> they yeah. were probably like 16, 17 at the time. Or something that's, stupid. that's nuts, isn't it? That uh-huh. Bands going that going that long that are still so prevalent now within their within their scene. Absolutely, um, and that that's I, I don't remember. I, I barely remember seeing them. It's kind of flashes because I was so young, yeah. probably drunk, but great times. Yeah, great it time. sounds it. it. Sounds it. Like you say, it's, it's that sort of vibe that you get from the scene, the energy. Yeah. Regardless of um, like how big, how tight the bands are and stuff, if people bought into it um, and they sort of they see something honest, well, I had no idea who they were at the time or what yeah. they would become. Um, and you know, probably there was probably only about like fifty odd people there and <laughs> barely any of them paying attention, kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. But what was what was? Um, can you sort of pinpoint or maybe a series of gigs that inspired you to think, yeah, fuck yeah, that's what I want to do. I don't think I can actually pinpoint it. I think it was just a lot of little things because I, I, I just enjoyed the, the high energy. One of my favorite things to do was just to go to any show and just be in a room full of people that were just going to swing and throw their weight around but also not care that you did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, everyone's respectful to a degree but it's just respectful of the fact that you know you might get pushed around bumped around a bit yeah. that's that's why you're here because it's like it's a controlled environment to potentially hurt yourself for <laughs> adrenaline <laughs> sake and i love that absolutely and, um, but the thing is is if there's that community as well yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. if you go down we're picking you back up yeah and i i was like just loved running up and like climbing on people's heads and trying to get to the singer and like trying to grab the mic and scream the words because it's just it's like taking a drug it's just a different world and then at some point uh, in my teens I was just like I want to I want to give that yeah I want to be the guy that's on the other side so I can watch kids just fucking going crazy and nice. I don't know exactly when but I knew that I was I just wanted to give it a shot yeah yeah, yeah. and then as I said sort of before we started recording of um, for people that are wanting some more I guess in depth into your playing and such and your experience before you 
joined uh, Trash Boat, uh, listen to Lead Singer Syndrome, and there's a, there's a lot of great mm. information there. It's a great podcast to, to listen to. But um, from what I understand, you, without having uh, like a, an established band, you decided that, in fact, I'm not going to go to uni. I'm going to just take the time and, mm. and just give this, like you say, just give this a go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that takes some balls, I guess. I get, like, for some... Yeah, and I guess to a degree it took ball, but like it, it took less balls for me, like you know, relevant to other people because I'm sure for other people to make that decision it would require a lot more balls because they would have a lot more hurdles in place for them. Okay. But I like you know I I can't front like I have a very supportive family. They were very upset with me that I didn't want to go to university, but I I was you know. I wasn't being emotional or irrational. I wasn't yeah. like, oh, fuck you guys, you don't understand. <laughs> I was like, look, I don't want to study any of these things, really. I could have studied... I, I, I applied to Plymouth and Birmingham Uni to study like chemistry. I think it was yeah. like forensic chemistry or something. I was, chemistry was fun. I enjoyed chemistry. It was the best thing that I did in, in A-level. Uh, and I, was, I could have gone and I'd have done three years studying chemistry, come out with a chemistry degree, not knowing what to do. Yeah. But I said, just give me a few years give me like five or so years to really put my heart and soul into something and if it doesn't roll I will do something else I'm not just going to be that 30 year old guy that's still playing pub shows fair play to those guys but I, I wanted to make something of it I wanted to see if I could really do it and as upset as they were they just sort of like I came. I came to them with just a plan and some respect, and yeah. was like, I, I want to try. Please let me try. And they're like, Yeah, go for it. And I had no. That about four years after that, I I was we we started Trash Boat. Yeah. But during that four years, I just worked. So I didn't go to uni. I, I got I got a job at well, I worked at a hotel at the time, um, and then I got a job with my friend at ASOS. And I worked for ASOS for like two years, just customer care. Yeah, yeah. Saved all my money. <laughs> um, and then just was in my free time looking on join my band websites. Yeah, yeah, blah, 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 yeah. Uh, Going to meet people and play and do auditions and just making friends and stuff. And then eventually um, found all the guys who would be the guys that were in Trash Boat and we formed the band together. Nice, nice. So my first experience of Trash Boat... Um, We've actually briefly met. Oh. <laughs> I remember you. I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was, I remember your face. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> so we played a show together. You, you guys headlined at Iger Studios. Little, little tiny. It's a practice room, basically. It's a practice room. Yes. Um, that my friends were putting on. It's like an all-day event. Yes. With. Um, I remember that show. I do because it, it was, that was, like, it was a like crazy up, show. Upstairs, kind of office windows all yeah, around yeah, the side. Yeah. I remember that show. We were on tour with either like Weather State or no, it was Nathan Detroit. Yes, Nathan it was Detroit. Nathan Detroit. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a, so I'd, uh, I think I'd heard maybe half a song, um, literally just before I saw you guys. Yeah. Um, and the thing that struck me, and I imagine, is kind of what's kick, what kicked things off for you guys was just the energy and intensity um, of the performance um, you guys lo- all look like A you're having a great time huh. um, and and B that you genuinely believe what in what you're doing um, and there's a sincerity there um, which I think certainly for the for your style of music is key 
Mm. Um, and you know, there was there was a lot of, a lot of descriptions before I'd seen you. People saying, "Oh, the kind of like uh, story of the year, that that sort of thing," um, which I can see where it comes from. Um, but there's certainly a big difference. Um, uh, but nice. Well, we're hard to nice. categorise. Yeah, I yeah. think I think that's why some people are kind of a, a bit standoffish, is because. The amount of pe- people that have come up to us and said, "Oh, you really sound like the- I've heard several people in Europe say that they really remind us of this band called Boy Sets Fire." Yeah, yeah. And w- I've just listened to a bunch of Boy Sets Fire, and I just don't hear it. No, I can't like, hear not, it. Not not <laughs> even a little bit. And all these German kids coming, I was like, "Oh yes, you sound like you remind me of Boy Sets Fire." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> all right." If that's what you're taking from it. Cool. But like, I can't think of a band that we sound no. like There's- really. I'm like, I mean, even, I guess even this tour, um, being with While She Sleeps, may not initially to some people think, think oh yeah, that goes together well, but mm. um, sort of in preparation for this, I've been listening to a lot of you guys, and uh, it, it seems like a great fit now. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, you know, the, you, I hate the bills where everybody's exactly the same. Um, I, I don't hate them, but like, it can be, oh, this is the fourth pop punk band I'm seeing in a yeah. row. And I feel like the previous three bands kind of just have a yeah. bit of a, I don't know, just... You a bit know, of variation. I love variation. Yes. Some of my favourite shows ever were like seeing Title Fight and Dead End Path. Nice. Or like fucking uh, Harm's Way and like, I can't remember who it was. And it was like Story So Far and Sea Haven. And it's just like, yeah. oh, fuck. They're, they're the sickest line. I think that Harm's Way Title Fight show yeah, was... Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, not Harm's Way. Dead End Path and Title <laughs> Fight show was one of the best things I ever saw. It was crazy. Nice and yeah, and I, I think again part of that not being able to fully categorise you guys mm. plays into the fact that you know you, nobody knows what to expect. I guess for, from one record to the next, um, I'm not that you you know suddenly going to turn into a synth pop band, but <laughs> you know there's going to be a natural progression. Um, so how's uh, the from listening to uh, your conversation with Shane? Um, there was a lot of focus back then about this difficult second album that it was going to be and. Uh, it's, Turned out pretty well. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's just uh, it's it's the same worries that I assume any um, creative person gets is that I felt like I put it all into the first album and I was like, I don't have any ideas, uh, so I didn't know how the second album was going to come out. And now the second album is out, I feel like I put it all in the second album. <laughs> yeah. And when it comes to writing new stuff, I was like, I don't have any ideas, but we 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 pulled out our ass, we made it work. Absolutely. So hopefully, we'll do the same thing again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully, you've got some. I don't know some extra confidence in the fact that you know you've you've felt like this before mm. and yet you, you've you've pulled out an absolute totally. banger. Thank you. Um, yeah, hopefully that gives you some confidence to go. Yeah, you know what? Actually, we were not just like a flash in the pan. We 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 yeah, got this nailed. Yeah, yeah. I think as well. Uh, I've just become so much more comfortable vocally um, because being on tour is the kind of discipline that I don't have when I'm at home to practice. Yeah, and singing every day, you. It's so hard because you listen, you listen to people who are like, if you sing every day, you will get better. And then you sing every day for like a week and then stop or get out yeah. of a rhythm. And then you're like, I haven't got any better. But then when I was on tour with Newfound and I sang almost every day for about 60 days. Yeah. And I just noticed I was getting to know and I, a, a degree of control over my voice and I could push it further and yeah. get my bass level just kept rising and rising. And every tour kind of does that. I can, I just, I can 
like project it and I control my breath better and yeah. all these little things that I learned to make it better so even for the next album I'm excited to record because I've just got new more refined techniques yeah absolutely. I guess it's like anything it's, it's a muscle and you know and you're training it you're building it up making it stronger yeah. uh, and, and kind of knowing I guess your limits and when you can try and push it and when and yep. when not to touring is just discipline forced upon you which is what I need yeah. because I'm such a <laughs> I'm such a lazy bastard because if 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 this kind of discipline for any other aspect of my life were forced upon me I'd be really good at a bunch of stuff <laughs> like you know what I mean yeah, if, yeah, if, some, guess, if someone yeah. came into my house once a day and just like grabbed me by the scruff of my neck and was like right you are going to do some serious goddamn exercise right now man we're yeah. going to work on it I reckon I'd be really healthy and really strong but no one's going to come in and do that for free yeah that is, <laughs> there is that yeah yeah um, so is there, you've taught all over the place now I mean I don't know if it feels to you, you know, it's been a few years now, but your initial, I guess your initial rise, before I'd even seen you, um, you, were, you were signed to Hopeless, um, yeah. and that kind of, you kind of appeared out of nowhere to me, and I know it won't have been like that for you, but you really sort of hit the ground running and, and covered the globe pretty nicely over, over the few years. Still got a few places to go, but yeah. yeah. Is there, I was going to say, so is there anywhere that you, like a bucket list that you really want to... Japan, Asia, yeah. Singapore, Indonesia... That whole yeah, yeah. bit, I'm so Unknown territory. I guess. Oh, so yeah. keen. That is, that's. I mean, there's plenty of places we've been to Canada, but we've played like one show in Canada, yeah. and we're going back to Canada uh, on this US tour that we're doing next month. Um, but yeah, I wanted I want to do the Asia and I want to yeah. do South America. Really yes, want to do yeah. South America. Fucking stick to your guns and stray in that. Went to Kenya. Let's go to Kenya. <laughs> Fucking play a show in Kenya. That'd be sick. Do it. Yeah, yeah. I'd love that. That'd be um, amazing. Parkway played in India. I'd love to play in <laughs> India. I think that'd be serious. Um, but yeah, I think my top of my list at the moment is is the Asia. Nice. Yeah, sounds Asia good. Area. So is there, is there any rumblings of that? Not yet. No, Not yet. No, we're Fair we're enough. we're waiting for either. So we're either just waiting for a cool support offer, yeah. and if one doesn't come, uh, if if we go through this whole year without getting a, a nice Asia support offer, yeah. then we'll probably just bang a headliner at some point. You know what nice. I mean? Cool, cool. Um, so, in terms of what is coming up next, then, is there anything that you can uh, you can announce? That um, well, we have this movement tour in the US, yeah. which we leave for um, later in March. We're announcing something on Monday, which, okay. which I can't say what it is. Okay, but this won't be released for about three weeks. Oh, okay. Then yeah, we, <laughs> we have a, a headline tour coming out that we're, we're announcing on Monday that's going to be in September sweet um, so yeah by the time that people hear this that headline tour will have already been announced so yeah headline tour awesome and damn I'm I'm super excited excellent cool cool um, and in terms of recording writing what's what's happening at the moment how's that going is there plans we are rec- for- we are writing uh, there's no immediate plans or solid plans for you know uh album or blah 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 or EP or whatever we're just writing music and then we're going to decide how we're going to release that music it might be a single it might be an EP it might end up just becoming an album if we wait long enough we have no immediate plans to do album three like we're we're definitely going to take our time with album three and really kind of make sure it's to the standard that we want it to be for now we, we might end up just releasing a single or two or uh, or Lily, I, I don't know. Yeah, we, we, we are writing music though cool. currently. But lots of live dates for people to look forward to. That's why the music is going to come a bit slower because we just have live dates coming out of our ass. 
Like we're booked up this whole year. Awesome. We're only in February. Yeah, that's, it's, it's that's pretty awesome. much nonstop. And then we got download in the summer as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is going to be mad. Um, Excellent. Yeah, I can't wait. Cool, man. Is there, um, just before we wrap up, is there anybody that you particularly want to play with that you haven't had the chance to? I mean, if Have Heart want to get rid of their main support for that one off <laughs> show that they're. Oh my God, wait, what is the time? I have in nine minutes those tickets go live for that lead cool, show we'll be wrapped up and I'm going to I'm going to buy those so yeah if, if, if Have Heart want to bun off their main support and get us I will play that show um, you know while she sleeps could take us on a couple more tours if, if they like us you know I don't know if, don't know if they like us maybe, maybe maybe we had a good time but you know might, might, might you know just depend, depends on if depends on if we're good mates I mean hopefully hopefully you know they'll hear this <laughs> hopefully hopefully one of them's kind of in earshot and we'll just Maybe take us on a couple more tours, you know, tours of the boys. Um, <laughs> nice. Who else? Who else? You know what? I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to threaten. I'm just no, going to. No, no, I'm don't gonna, attempt gonna, Yeah, cool. yeah. I'll just. Cool. I'll, I, I think we've got some great tours coming out. I think Movements Boston Manor is going to be a serious, yeah, serious yeah. tour. Uh, and then we've got the summer festivals and our headliner in September and then whatever comes will come we didn't know this while she sleeps tour was going to appear and then all of a sudden it was like damn what a start to the year yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully something equally as awesome will pop up sweet man we'll roll it awesome well thank you very much for your time it's much appreciated buddy yeah, no problem, and uh, yeah enjoy the rest of the show and the year I'll see you in there cheers buddy There you go. Thanks very much for listening. That was my conversation with Toby Duncan from Trash Boat. As mentioned, they currently have two albums out, both filled with brilliant tunes. Check them out. Genuinely, I I think there's something for anybody who likes the genre of punk rock. Just there there will be something for pretty much everybody in there. I will be adding a couple of my favourite tracks to the When in Yorkshire podcast playlist on Spotify, so check that out. There's so many great, great songs on there now, um, including Less Than Jake, Get Cape, Wear Cape, Fly, Louise Distrass, Lightyear, Frank Turner, Beans on Toast, loads of others. So yeah, go and check it out. Um, give it a follow that that is very helpful and yeah thanks to everybody who has followed the podcast on spotify or subscribed and rated it on itunes it genuinely has helped um, me book some more guests the pr folks like to know that this is a legitimate podcast and a, and a valid way of their their people spending half an hour so thanks for everyone who has done that if you haven't and you have got access to itunes it would be amazing if you could go and give us some stars. That would be brilliant. Um, yeah, so thank you very much and uh, enjoy whatever it is that you're going to go and do after this. I'll leave you now. Thanks for joining me. Good night.